Welcome to the next instalment of this uh, self-care week podcast. So I'm really grateful to welcome Lucy Dodd on the, to the podcast this evening. Hi, Lucy. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Yep, doing well. Good, good to hear. So just for anyone else that's listening, so we're currently putting together a series of around 10 self-care podcasts as it is self-care week next week, commencing the 12th of November. So for us to get going, um, Lucy, can you just give a bit of an introduction and sort of who are you, what do you do for work and uh, what are your interests? Uh, yep, so I'm Lucy. I've been in HR for ooh, probably about 15 years now. Lots of different industry experience, um, moved around quite a bit in order to gain that experience. Um, I really am one of those people that just loves putting people at the center of businesses that's what I do and if I can make one person smile per day then I feel like I've done a good job so yeah so working HR passion for engagement um also got a real um desire to work with people around kind of health and well-being which is why I'm really interested in being involved in in this oh fantastic that sounds awesome what a what a wonderful purpose just if you go home make someone smile every day that's awesome I love that yeah, but I, whether or not I've actually known, and that's often the thing, I might not even actually get to see that smile. Um, but I like to have that self-belief that, you know, I've done something during the day that, that has made someone else smile. Wonderful. Love it. Love it. So in terms of sort of self-care, which is our sort of key, key topic for tonight, Lucy, if you were looking to describe to someone else what self-care means to you, what, how, how would you sort of, how would you communicate that out of interest? Um... I was thinking about this and I think self-care for me um, is fundamentally knowing what your own needs are. Mm -hmm. So to have that awareness of what you need as, as an individual and then making sure that you embrace those needs and realize that they need to be tendered and grown and developed um but yeah i i personally don't feel that you can really care for yourself until you understand what it is that you need for yourself wow that's powerful okay that's really really powerful and how's how's that been for you is that is that a sort of mantra you've always lived with is it something that you've had to work towards for you personally lucy if you're looking at that description if you had to reflect yourself um i would definitely say it's something i've had to work towards um i guess um from personal experience i've kind of had various bouts of depression on and off over the last kind of 10 years or so um various different things have happened in my life that have led to that um and I guess more recently, I've undertaken quite a, a long period of CBT, um, which has been literally eye opening and has been quite pivotal in changing my mindset. And I think it's it's that self-awareness that we just don't allow ourselves in day to day life to to explore. So I had to take myself out of the rat run, give myself a career break um, and then really focus on what it was that, you know, made me tick instead of doing all the things that I ought to be doing or should be doing. Um, and most of those were neglecting what what I personally needed. Yeah, that's super powerful. Super powerful. I'm sure most listeners that will resonate to some degree with them. In terms of your sort of practices or 
habits. You know, what, what sort of things work best for you when you're actually, you know, when you talk about the elements of self-care that you need for you, for your own sort of nourishment of your soul, as it were? What are those things that give you that, that nourishment the most, Lucy, out of interest? Um, one of the things I've kind of learned to do um, is in those moments of self-doubt um, when you know you might have that moment when you're sat at your desk at work and you just think oh I can't do this um this is too tough um you know you you feel as if you're neglecting your own you know again I talk about your own needs but one of the kind of things that I've started to do over the last 18 months is I have a number of self-care statements um that I like to say to myself sometimes that might be sat sat on the toilet in the in the office away from everyone else um it might be something I say under my breath I also have little um statements that I kind of almost leave for myself on post-it notes around my my workplace um so the types of things that that I like to say are things like um I'm always worthwhile no matter how many mistakes I make. Um, my worth as a person is unrelated to how well I'm doing. Powerful. And um, it's okay to feel sad or down when I am. That's an, an okay emotion. So those are the kind of things which reaffirm what it is to be looking after myself instead of that self-doubt. Um, it's very easy to fall into the trap of kind of having irrational beliefs about yourself um, and then catastrophizing. Um, you know, you can quite easily for yourself just blow things out of all proportion. Um, and all of that then damages your own self-care because you have that self doubting nature so it's making sure you try and get rid of those irrational beliefs surround yourself with people who will you know challenge you when you make those statements that might seem irrational you know my husband is forever saying to me yes but where's the evidence <laughs> you know you say this um but, and he's great he challenges me for me to think actually no perhaps it's not that serious um because all of that then as i say it damages the self-care part, the bits that I've said, I really need this in my life. I'm very worthwhile. I need to reaffirm that to then, oh, I'm really rubbish and I'm, I'm down and I'm sad and that's really bad. Uh, and I'm such a terrible person. I'm such a terrible mother. Um, so, yeah, it's that kind of balancing that and also having somebody who can help you. The reaffirming statements again. Um and as I said, I think making that list of things that you need. Mm. Um, and I actually have stuck up on my mirror um, in my bedroom a list of um, four or five things that I feel that I need as a person. And then I look to try and explore and take time to make sure that those needs are met. So for me, for example, um, one of the things um, that is important, which is a great example tonight, I need to be listened to. Um, I need to feel as if people are listening to what I have to say, because that gives me affirmation that 
I'm doing a good job that in actual fact that even if people might judge me as as you know we naturally tend to of other people but I just like to be listened to that's a need of mine and it's good to have that developed that's really powerful because there's a couple of things I'm taking away from that actually around so on some of these chats quite quite fascinating actually because to be listened to like deeply and empathetically and sort of from a place of love almost I would not have seen that necessarily until this conversation as an act of self-care mm. or, or me offering you, you talk about self-care as needs for yourself and I, I totally agree with that but sort of also what we're talking about is actually that compassion and that offer of self-care to others yes so I know we do that naturally but I'm just sort of playing it out from the listening point of view because that's that's an interesting offer of self-care to someone just by being present and listening isn't it to some extent yes. and then asking others what could I possibly do to help you with your self-care so that again I talk about bringing a smile every day if you're able to ask somebody and often it is a deep and searching question because people won't have have stopped to think well okay what what's that person asking what is it that I really need what makes me tick and what would really help me to feel valued um and to give me it sounds it is, it's that inner sense of warmth when you have that little glow, um, like the ready, be- ready break person and you can run around. You think, actually, if I, if I'm looking after my needs, that's looking after myself and that will naturally resonate with other people because they will see someone who is very self aware. And for me, self care, you need to have that element of self-awareness first because otherwise you may think you're looking after yourself and there's all the typical self-care things of take time for yourself there's mindfulness um you know do the things that you enjoy take some time out during the day for yourself all of which I completely agree with are parts of self-care but you almost need to look deeper first and ask yourself the question that, yes, if I need to have mindfulness as part of my self-care package, why is it that I feel I need that space and time first? What is it that I need from mindfulness? So it's kind of going back to that root cause piece. Mm. Otherwise, you'll just continue to go, oh, I've done mindfulness. There we go. Ticking the box. I've done that bit today. Oh, I've had 20 minutes of Pilates today. I've done self-care. For me, it runs much deeper than that. Cool. That's a really powerful statement. What, 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 there's a, an article that was shared by, I think it was Jane Harrison earlier in the week, which is a challenge from, H, from the Harvard Business Review, talking exactly what you're pointing to, Lucy, which is actually, if we're not careful, self-care as a practice itself can become a stressor because it's yes. just about ticking the box of yes. self-care because that's what you think you need to do to feel well yes so yes. it's and really I mean, interesting it's, it's, it's certainly at the moment it's very much you know we are more aware of it you know we talk about mental health self-care um but i think it, as you say it's people almost sell this image of you know if you have mindfulness at work or if you, you know, take 20 minutes, as I say, during the day for you. But self-care is a 
it's a long term part of assessing your own needs and understanding fundamentally what makes you tick. So for me, if you've kind of found those, um, then that makes a, a massive difference. And I think I've written about this before, but often the issue with understanding your own needs, guilt comes over the top of that. Because once you know what your needs are, the concept of tending them and looking after them, then it, it just all becomes, again, goes back to the catastrophizing. You feel like you're being selfish. You know, I can't take that time. Or if I try and explore you know, elements of, of the needs that I, I feel I have to look after myself, then the guilt then often leads to overcompensating. So you then think, oh, I should be doing this. I feel guilty because I've taken that time out. You know, do I really feel like one of my needs is to be loved? Or is that just really selfish? Um, is that just, oh, that I feel I need that as my self-care. I need someone to give me that hug. Um, I need someone to show that love to me. And then you feel guilty, but you shouldn't because that's what you need. And that's what's going to help you have a healthy self-image. And as a result, that's self-care. God, that's beautiful. It's really, really, really beautifully put. <laughs> what are you thinking? Honestly, that's really, yeah, you got Got me, girl. You got me there. Um, <laughs> I made you speechless. <laughs> that's rare. So, yes, you know. <laughs> as we look to take this to, to wrapping up, um, Lucy, what would you say if you were only able to give, so giving this one piece of advice, what would it be to, to, to other people? If you was able, if someone said to you, look, Lucy, there's so much going on in my world. I don't know what to do in terms of my self-care. What would your one sort of nugget of advice be or recommendation to somebody? Um... I, I, this comes from personal experience and it's great that I can give this advice whether or not I follow it myself is is a totally different um different piece the most important thing and the piece of advice I would give um is be assertive about your needs stop apologizing for I I need to leave work early is a perfectly okay statement to make. But what we do instead is, is it all right if I leave work early? Look after the self and be assertive about your needs would be my best advice. Wow. And that's, that's cracking advice. And that goes counter to probably most organizational cultures that we know still exist yes. today in many ways. So that's quite interesting. Yes. So no, brilliant. No, really interesting. How can people reach out to you if they want to have a discussion with you about the stuff we've discussed tonight or they just want to get to know you a bit more? Lucy, what's the best mediums to, to reach you by? Um, so I'm active on Twitter um, and it's Doddle HR because HR is easy. Um, so it's Doddle HR um, and then I'm also active on LinkedIn as well. Um, so always happy to have those conversations um with like-minded people um and again you know contact me talk to me tweet me um I'm always interested in hearing what other people have got to say well that's absolutely wonderful and you know what's really exciting is from the sort of first six podcasts we've done for next week lucy the rec every recommendation has been different as you'd probably expect so that's yes. really helpful for the listeners which is great so thank you so much for your time and have a great evening 
Lovely. Thank you. Take care. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.